0: Welcome to the Seacoast Vineyard Church podcast. We are a vineyard church located in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and we invite you to enjoy this message from God's Word. Awesome. Hey, if you're a father, throw a hand up. Just give him a hand. All right, dads, granddads. Awesome. Awesome. Good to see all of you guys. Um, it's been a while since I've been up here, so just in case, my name is Doug. I'm one of the pastors here. Um, thank you. And um, so I just wanted to uh, welcome all of you. And uh, so, again, if you don't know me, my name is Doug, and I have two children, which qualifies me to uh, celebrate Father's Day today. Uh, number one is my son, Dougie, who is four years old, Douglas Daniel Third. He's a little amazing ball of energy. And then my other son, uh, Aiden, who is two, Aiden Marvel, and he's bananas. And so I have those two. Um, and then, of course, I'm accompanied here today by Brian, so most of you probably know him, but go ahead and introduce yourself, man.
1: Hey, good morning. As Doug said, my name's Brian. I'm the care pastor here at the church. And uh, I actually have three children, uh, two of which you will see around here doing various things, uh, Ethan and Emma. And uh, Ethan just graduated high school. He's on his way to USC this fall. woo Proud of that boy. That's and awesome. then I also have uh, my daughter, Erin. Who uh, lives in West Virginia with my grandson uh, Jordan, who just turned 11 last week? He is a budding video game designer and uh, comic book artist. That's awesome!
0: So, I also like he's wanted living the dream.
1: Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also wanted to pass on. Uh, Tim said to uh, say uh, good morning and happy Father's Day to everyone. He uh, made sure I wrote down where he really is today. He's at something called, I hope I get this right, the Super He-Man Father-Son Triathlon. Um, Yeah, apparently it's a a big deal. Um, I don't know what phase they're in now. Around 10 o'clock, they were going into the portion of the triathlon where they actually, this is what he told me they do. They strap a Toyota Tundra to your back, and you have to run uphill at the beach Well, they blast Taylor Swift songs in your face, so it's just brutal, just brutal.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's true. Anyway, um, all right, so uh, this morning, I want to start off by just sharing with you a brief story about uh, my first week into fatherhood, Okay. So uh, we had a little bit of an unexpected um, kind of event happen when Dougie was born. Um, It was an unexpected C-section emergency thing. And so uh, Christy was out of commission for the first week of Dougie being born in that home. And that freaked me out a little bit because I was prepared for, like, dad level one, which is, like, honey, can I get you something or, like, rub your feet or something like that. Not necessarily, like, dad level four, which is doing everything. And that was very scary for me. And so I remember, like, one night in particular, uh, it was probably about 2 in the morning. Dougie wakes up. And uh, I'm, like, okay, it's go time. Dad on. And so I go over there, and I'm trying to, like, get him to, like, you know, calm down and be cool. And he will not stop. He will not stop crying. He doesn't want to eat anything. He doesn't want to sleep. He doesn't want to do anything. And I'm freaking out because I'm like, look, you have to live. Like, the hospital has your footprint. They know I have you. You have to live, little man. Okay? I'm, like, freaking out. And so I'm doing everything I can. Like, come on, dude. You have to just go to sleep something. And so by the end of it, um, I don't remember what happened, but it was like six o'clock in the morning. Christy comes into the, to the spare room and I've got like one leg and one arm like off the bed. I've got my other arm holding my son. And he's on top of me with no shirt and his diaper is halfway off, filled with stuff that goes in diapers. And just, we are passed out. I was a defeated man. Let me tell you, this little nine pound monster just totally ate my lunch. And I thought, I don't know if I could do this for like another couple of years. This is insane. Um, but it turns out, It's gonna be all right. It turned out they lived, you know, so it's all good. Um, But the reason why I tell you that story is because as parents, and especially dads, um, we all want to be like the good parent. We want to be good. We want to take care of our kids. We want to do the best that we can, but the truth is uh, we're imperfect people, right? Can I get an amen to that? Yes, we are imperfect. We all know it. Uh, We make mistakes. We're human beings trying to raise other humans. It's like the blind leading the blind, but somehow we get through it uh, because God is with us. And so this morning, as Brian and I were talking about how we were going to approach this, um, really we just said, okay, how can we be an encouragement to all the dads out there and the moms too? How can we encourage you to just stay in there, hang in your humanness, and yet still let God kind of make up the pieces? So uh, with that, uh, I'm just going to pray real quick, and then we're going to jump in. Uh, here we go. Uh, Heavenly Father, we just love you, and we just ask that you begin to uh, work on hearts, uh, prepare us to be able to receive from you this morning, uh, that we can just uh, be encouraged in our, in our parentness um by how good of a father you are. In your name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. I just want to quick add to—I um, <clears throat> uh, just want to pray. Uh, there's been so much gun violence and so much violence— uh, the last couple days that uh, I just want to lift that up too so Lord um, we do we, we we need you Lord uh, there's it seems uh, where we live is a very violent place right now and it's it's too easy to get dead and so Lord we we just need you to bring your kingdom uh, come in your power even even today as we speak in Jesus name amen 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 um, Doug mentioned the word imperfect, and so that's, that's where I get to come in. See, <laughs> um, some of us uh, are, you know, like Doug, you're just starting out on the fatherhood trail. I'm a little farther along, and man, I would love to go back to the day where a diaper was my biggest problem. <laughs> <laughs> and some of you know that after a couple of years, the problems get bigger, and, and we don't always do it well. And so, yay, I got to be the dad that didn't do it well. Um, <laughs> I know, right? There's no award for that. Um, I, I I do. My kids uh, have a stepmother now. Uh, their their mom and I are, are separated, divorced. And so that has been a part of their story and a part of my story. And so as we go through today, I know that that's part of some of your stories as well as, you know, the happy uh, little picture of you meet, you have babies, and you live happily ever after may not have happened for you. And so I'm, I'm that side of the story. Woo, I get to own that this morning. And so through all of that, I think um, I've picked up some things, and, and as we talk and try to encourage everybody this morning, is not just for dads, but for parents in general, because uh, parenting is really a kind of a, a leadership. And so I'm going to look over in uh, First Timothy. Uh, which is where I go for kind of leadership things to kind of get us some tools and get us somewhere. Because, see, here's the thing. Moms have some stuff to work with. How many of you had a, had a mom that has what I call the anointed no? <laughs> it, it was just, you know, all it took was a finger. And you're like, stop it. And you're like, okay. <laughs> I don't know where moms get that. Moms, if one of you can tell me afterward, I would like to know. But so anyway, I I, I went into 1 Timothy and um, looked at some things because Timothy is a letter written by a guy named Paul to a young man named Timothy. And Timothy's young. He's kind of just getting started in the, the pastoring thing. Paul's planted a church and left him behind. And Timothy's a great guy, but he doesn't have a lot of experience and, and to be honest, he's a little timid. And so Paul tries to, to give him some advice. Paul tries to tell him, here's, here's the job that I've, I've left you with. And much like fatherhood, it is a great big job that Timothy has. And here's some of the, the things that will help you along the way. And I think the first thing that um, Paul tells Timothy is, is this. He says, he addresses him as... My true son in the faith. My true son in the faith. And that's because Paul has been kind of a father figure to Timothy along the way. There's some uh, historians that believe that Paul may even have uh, contributed to how uh, Timothy's mother raised him. And he has been in his life now for a little while. But what I take away from this is the first thing that I found is a, a great help in being a dad. And that is get a mentor Whether it's one guy, whether it's a group of guys, get with some guys because this is a great big job. And there are more dangerous things than diapers out there. And, you know, if you have a group of guys that you gather with who are also parents, it can only help. Um, I have a group of guys that I've probably been hanging around well, almost since I first started following Jesus, which I didn't start until I was 40, that probably would have helped the way my story turned out if I had started that earlier. But we get together, and it usually involves a back porch and a grill, and we have what I like to call a grunt and scratch. And so you just talk. You talk about what's going on in life and the challenges you face, because whether you know this or not, Whatever you're going through as a dad, as maybe a husband, as a single father, even as a son. We've all gone through the same stuff. It becomes a matter of going, oh, you too. And then we talk about it. And we talk about what may have worked, what options you have. What does scripture say? Get together with guys and do that. That's why we gather like this. You know, that's the the fun part of our community is it's not just Sunday morning. Uh, we can do this on a Tuesday night over burgers. It's, it's awesome. So that that is probably the first thing I wanted to put out there this morning. Yeah, I can't
0: remember. Okay, yeah. I can remember um, one of my first, uh, gosh, it's been like 10 years now, and... Um, there's always been these sort of mentor figures in my life all the way through. You know, I have a dad uh, who's great, and I love my dad, um, but it was always great to have a lot of people in my life just that are older, that have been there, um, just to be able to help me kind of track along with, with um, the stuff life throws at you. Um, like you said, it can only help. It's not going to hurt to have more people in your life. Um, it takes a little bit of humility, though, so just be aware of that. Um, you got to kind of be willing to listen and go, all right, like, Tell me what's real, tell me the truth, and then let's go. Um, so that was kind of part of it. And as I was looking through this, um, I went through kind of Ephesians, which is, um, again, it's a letter to Timothy and his church over there. And so I found that um, Ephesians 4, 4 through 6 was helpful in this process. Um, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called to one faith, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And this is it, one God and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. Uh, Right now, in this moment, we are the family of God. Every single one of us are brothers and sisters in Christ, thanks to our big brother, Jesus, uh, who gave us a relationship with our Father God. And so we need to understand that as we go through this together, we are a family, uh, that there's, that some people are further along, some people are maybe not there yet. Whatever it is that's going on, we are doing this together. And so it's funny, during the first service, I was listening to... Um, uh, the song about the good, good father. And I was like, hey, this works pretty good. I was like, I didn't know they are going to do that song. And so I'm like singing it and going through it. And then all of a sudden, Jesus just like turned the faucet on and was like, hey, I want to tell you something. And I was like, whoosh. And uh, he wanted me to share it with both services. And so here it is. Uh, if you perhaps hear the term father and you're like, like, that does not give good feelings, okay? You hear the word father and you're like, get angst, or maybe like, oh, that's not a good place for me. I don't, I don't have a great relationship with my father. I'm not a great father. Whatever it is, your husband's not a great father. Whatever it is that when you hear the word father, you're like, oh, no. Um, God, this morning, uh, truly wants to tell you that he is a really, really good dad. He's a really good dad. And I think sometimes we spend a lot of time looking backwards going, I made mistakes, my dad made mistakes, my husband's made mistakes. And you go through all these things and I just think God wants to tell you this morning, um, just take some time to look up instead of looking back. And say, all right, dad, you're good. You love me perfectly and you got me. And so I just wanted, I think God wanted to share that with you this morning. Um, So if it doesn't elicit great memories, hang in there. Um, You have a good dad who loves you. Go ahead, man.
1: Really good word. Thanks. Um, Timothy gets to Ephesus and church he was just talking about. And he finds out that there's a a huge, huge challenge there. Um, Essentially, things have broken into two camps. The place is full of idol worship. And uh, it, it took a little research to get to this. But the one camp... That, that kind of the church has, has split into has, has uh, idol worship that looks a lot like soccer games, tennis matches, media camp, activities, activities, activities. And, and the main symbol, the thing that, that all of these people in this camp are trying to aim themselves at is the God of Uber. And so life is just kind of reoriented to where they're just picking people up and dropping them off somewhere else and then picking them up and driving them back to somewhere else. And it's, it's really idol worship. It's, who knew in the first century Uber was way before its time? That's true, I can back that up. <laughs> I'm just saying. The other camp has kind of taken the opposite tact and they, they're into idol worship Two, again, first century, hard to believe this, but they're like worshiping the idol of me. So these families keep their kids at home and they don't let them do things like other children do. And they don't go to school and they don't get out and about because, ooh, it's a nasty, dangerous world out there and you could get things on you. And they just kind of shelter them. And God forbid that they get out because, my goodness, my kids could influence other children. That would just be the worst thing. And so in Ephesus, there's these two camps of idol worship. And Paul tells Timothy this. He says, stay there in Ephesus. In other words, Timothy, be present. Be present wherever you are. Don't just physically be there and go through the motions. And I think as a dad that I have to be reminded of this so often. I am the first one who gets told to put my phone away at the table. Um, My daughter will attest to that as she sits there. Um, And we can be there, but not be present. And it takes a little bit of work to clear things away, put the idols down, and really put that time in with not just our kids, but all of the relationships in our lives. Because it's hard, and goodness knows, if if you work for a living, that you get just a few minutes every day. You get just a few minutes, and it helps to really be present in those moments, and so that's something that that has come out of my story. I spent a period of time where the kids lived here, and I lived in California before I moved here, and you miss the heck out of your kids when that happens, and so I realized that when I did get to be around them again, that I had to make those moments count, I had to be in those moments, so Paul tells Timothy to be present, and that's what I would pass on to us as well.
0: Yeah, um, presence is presence is huge. Um, I can remember just uh, over the years that some of the hurt parts in my story uh, was from not having presence. That there was a parent not there, or there was a, somebody who just wasn't showing up when they should have. And as I was looking through this, Ephesians 3, 14 through 19, uh, I'll pick it up in 18. Um, Basically, Paul is praying for the church, and he's saying, look, guys, I want you through Christ dwelling in your hearts, being rooted and established in love. May you have power, together with all the Lord's people, to grasp how wide, how long, and how deep the love of Christ is, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Um, It's this idea that uh, the Father doesn't leave us where he finds us. The father doesn't leave us where he finds us. Now, just track with me. Uh, he says, okay, I'm going to save you in Christ Jesus. I'm going to have a relationship with you. And he doesn't just say that's enough. He says, I'm actually going to give you the strength. I'm going to give you the ability to grow and understand how much I love you. That's what God says to us. And so uh, as I was looking at that and saying, okay, there's a principle there as a dad. It's like we need to learn how to not uh, leave our children where we found them. That we don't just, uh, are, they don't are born, and then we have a job, and we, we pay the bills, and we do that. It's, no, 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 you, there's more than that. It's investing. Uh, I kind of have this example of, like, let's say I'm going on a trip with me and my boys, right? And we're hiking up a mountain, and we're having a good time. And uh, all of a sudden, a storm whips up. And now we're separated, and my sons are on the other side of the mountain. And so they're scared, and they're freaking out, and they don't know what they're doing. And then all of a sudden, I come traipsing through the wood after wrestling bears and doing all kinds of stuff. And I get there, and I'm like, oh, boys, I'm glad I found you. And they're like, Dad. And I'm like, sons. And we hug, and it's all great. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, boys. So the parking lot is two miles that way. Just keep walking. I'll meet you there. Right? Like, that would be a terrible dad, right? Right? I don't just leave them where I found them. No, we're going to go together. We're going to go somewhere. We're going to be on a journey together. And it's the same thing with God, that God doesn't just save us, get us wrapped up in him, and then go, all right, I'll see you on the other side of eternity, boys, later. That would be terrible, all right? Uh, So we invest. And so what I was looking at was, is that if you have children, and let's say it's hat day at school, Uh, be totally dialed into hat day, okay? Go like, yeah, let's go get hats. Yeah, this is fun. If they're going on a field trip, be like, I'm gonna fill your backpack with snacks and you're gonna feed everybody on that bus. Like, whatever it is, it's the power of being present and in the moment. Um, It's not about perfection, it's about persistence. It's about being persistent. Children and kids, and even as they get older and they're like out of the house, being present and persistent in their life is what matters. We're all imperfect, but yet we keep showing up. And we invest because we don't leave them where we found them. Um, Go ahead, Brian.
1: (laughs) Wrestling bears, huh?
0: I did. I've actually done that before. That's how I got this. You know, for some story for another day.
1: (laughs) That's not true. I have no comment. (laughs) Last thing I want to want to bring to us is something that. Uh, Paul reminds Timothy, and, and I've I, you know, i I've, I've seen this here. Paul tells Timothy in, in verse 18 of chapter 1, he says, Listen, some people have spoken some good stuff into your life. There are some people who have hopes and expectations for you, and they are just rooting for you, man. They are just rooting for you. And a lot of you have that same thing here. I, I know we this morning are rooting for you. Um, you have people in your families that are absolutely rooting for you. So Paul says um, in verse eighteen, he says, "So that by recalling them, so that by recalling those things that people have spoken into your life, that you may fight the battle well. You may fight the battle well." Which Timothy's going off to pastor a church and talk. <laughs> Paul's talking about fighting the battle well. He's talking about doing life. And and listen. We get a lot of chances to influence our children. We can tell them all kinds of things. And we can drag them around to places and everything, but they watch what you do. They watch what you do. And so when you pursue righteousness, when you pursue truth, when you pursue Jesus in the way that you go to work, in the way that you treat your wife, in the way that you treat them, in the way you treat the server at lunch today, which... Quick story, a um, couple months ago, I had, we went to lunch right after, and I had literally been up here preaching 30 minutes before we sat down at the lunch table, and um, the server came and did something heinous, I don't know what, put my fork in the wrong place, and, and, and it was awful, it was clearly the most awful thing that had happened to me in weeks. And uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm I'm grumbling and everything, and I can't remember if it was Ethan or, or Emma, or maybe I'm just blocking it out. One of them says, so, great message today, Pastor Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> that's, that's the beauty of kids. <laughs> um, but you can say what you want to say. You can try and teach your kids things you can try and teach your wife things but the truth is is they watch what you do and they take what you do way more seriously than anything you can say or any activity that you can take them to and so don't just be present in their lives let them see the kind of things that you find valuable and and put that on display in your life
0: it's true. Um, I can remember when I was first presented like the gospel. Um, I was like 12 or 13 years old at a youth group, and uh, for a number of years before that, uh, my parents had been divorced, and um, my dad had not been to church in a while. Uh, but he loved Jesus like crazy. I mean, he was he just was absolutely sold out for Jesus. He was a good man. He was he had integrity. He treated people fairly, and uh, I can remember when the gospel was presented to me as a, as a young man. Um, I thought, well following Jesus looks like that. I can do that. You know, it was almost like this idea that, yeah, people are paying attention. Um, And my dad just loved Jesus. And I thought, well, that seems to be like makes a good man out of you. So I might as well try and give it a shot. Um, So it's kind of like this huge responsibility of being a dad. Um, and it doesn't matter if you have children or not. Even if you're not a physical father of children, if you're an older guy and you just happen to see, like, you know, there's, why there's always teenagers or young people around me all the time or my nephews or my nieces, you have just as much of a responsibility as being a father figure. Uh, fatherhood is not just limited to a physical father. Um, you could be a spiritual father to anybody. Um, and that's a huge responsibility, and it's not something to be overlooked. Um, so I can remember that when Dougie was starting to talk, he was, like, around three years old, and uh, I was like, okay, I have got to figure out how to make this into a good human somehow. Like, I was freaking out because I was like, he says the craziest things. I was like, how am I going to, like, reel this kid in and, like, you know, be able to have him grow into a functional member of society? So, <laughs> so I'm, like, freaking out about it. I was like, I want to be a good dad. I want to be, like, my dad. I, you know, I want God to be proud of me as a dad. And so I'm, like, freaking out, you know. And so finally... Uh, something dawned on me, and it was a line of questioning. It's two questions that have the same answer every time. And I started it as soon as he was three, and he memorized it. He says it every time. And the people in Vine Kids know this. Um, right before he walks into Vine Kids, I ask him these questions because I'm like, you better not misbehave and shame me. But get in there. So here's the question. <laughs> All right. So I say, son, what did Gonzales do? Which is my last name. I say, son, what did Gonzales do? And the answer is always, we take care of people. And then I say, Why? And he says, because God took care of us first. And every, every day, I ask him the same question, whether it's when he's dealing with the nanny or whether he's dealing with mom or his brother or sister or when he goes into Vine Kids, whatever it is, I say, son, what do Gonzales do? Take care of people. That's right. You take care of people. Why? Because God took care of you first. And I think for maybe some of you here this evening or this morning, uh, you may have not really had the opportunity to say, you know what, Father, I need to be taken care of. I need to be taken care of first because I'm not very valuable to the people around me right now. And maybe it's because you haven't let God take care of you yet. Um, Because you can't mess up that order. God takes care of us, then we take care of others. And so that's a huge responsibility as dads. Um, And I think, uh, again, I just wanted to remind you of that one thing that um, it is not about perfection. It is about persistence. Persistence. Being a good dad, good mentor, good mom, good person—that is over someone else—is about being persistent and in the moment as often as you can be. Oh,
1: yeah, I like that. Indeed. Not about perfection, about persistence. Good stuff. Well, we're gonna we're gonna kind of wrap this thing up, but I want to bring us back to the point uh, again. Hey, it's the holiday. <laughs> you it's Father's know, Day. We want to celebrate. Wow. Uh, fatherhood, and so you know, I hope that uh, you've been encouraged here this morning, and and maybe if we're lucky, you've taken some things, taken some things away. Um, but if we can, I, I think there's one more important thing that, uh, well, two more really that I think I think we want to do, and the the first is this. Um, since since we did uh, mention, and you come on up, skip. That either some of us have been or some of us have had a much less than perfect dad, what i'd like to do is i'd like to to uh, to pray uh, about that here for a minute, so uh, maybe we could just uh, spend a moment in prayer and uh, Lord, we thank you that you are such such a good father, Lord, and that uh, we have you to look to, and that, Lord, sometimes we can we can mix things up and, and put a human where you ought to be, and so, Lord, I just ask this morning that that all of us as as parents, that all of us as someone's child, uh, Lord, that that we remind ourselves to keep our eyes fixed on you for. For what a father is, what a father does, and how a father loves, Lord. And here's here's what I'd like us to do. Right now, let's stand if we can. Some of you are fathers, some of you are going to be fathers. Everyone in this room has a father. And so I want you to think about that that role right now. I just want you to think about your dad, think about your dad. And just just call that to mind. And if you guys would say this after me. Father God. I hold up my dad. And, Lord, I just surrender to you. He did the best he could. And, Lord, with you, i do the best I can. Father God, I just thank you that you're a God big enough we can surrender these things to, Lord, that you bring healing and you bring joy in your purposes, Lord. So we just thank you for that this morning.
0: So um, one last thing we want to do is if you're a dad, if you're a dad, we're going to do something bold, all right? I would like it for all the dads to come up to the front here, um, and we're going to release you to go and be good dad. Alright, so come on up to the front. Don't be shy. If you're a dad, come on up. Come on up. Um, Yep, there we go. The men of Seacoast. I love it. Come on. So, come on up. Yeah. These are the dads of Seacoast. Alright. Alright, awesome. So, if you would, uh, if you would, uh, just stretch a hand out. If you want to even get close, actually, come on over. Put a hand on somebody's shoulder. Come on up, everybody. Come on. Let's go. We're going to bless these men of this church. Put a hand on someone, someone's shoulder. It's about being the family of God. We're going to support each other, and we're going to see what God can do in this amazing, incredible time. All right. Thanks. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now, Lord, and we lift up the men and fathers of Seacoast right now to you, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you empower them through your Holy Spirit, Lord, to be better dads than they ever thought they could be, Father God. I pray, Lord, that they get rid of the idea of failure, perfection, Lord, and just get with the business of being dads that are loved by you first, Father God. Uh, So we pray a blessing over them today, Father, as they continue forward in their lives, God, uh, as new men in you, Father. In your name we pray, Amen. amen. Thanks for listening to the Seacoast Vineyard Podcast. You can learn more about us and access a video archive of our messages by visiting seacoastvineyard.com. If you feel led to support us financially through a one-time or recurring gift, please click on the Give tab at our website or download the PushPay app on your smartphone and search for Seacoast Vineyard Church.